praise God for the way he satisfies us in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we want to look at the Lord this morning from Matthew chapter 20. As we continue to uh, use the year that God has given us, this unique year called 2020, to try to see clearly what God has laid out for us to do and to be as his children. And I know we don't write it like we used to because we don't write anymore. Um, So we don't, you know, I've probably written one check. I don't even know if I've done that this, this year. I know I've written 2020 sometime. I don't remember where it was. So we don't write it all the time like we would have used to have done. But hopefully every time you see this year that we're living, you're remembering, do I have 2020 vision? Am I seeing things? Am I seeing life? Am I seeing my family? Am I seeing my church? Am I seeing the world the way that I should be with 2020 vision? And I promise this morning's verse, uh, this passage, um, I'm not reading it because of the verse number, but I do want you to turn to Matthew 2020, okay? That was just an extra blessing that he gave me um, in uh, in preparing this, uh, this message. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down, asked a favor of him. What is it you want, he asked. She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father. When the ten heard about this, They were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the 2020 vision that we need as we look at the body of Christ, the people of God, the children of God, those who are believers in Jesus Christ, those who have been forgiven of their sins through faith in Christ, and have been given the gift of eternal life. Particularly as we look at the local church, the local body of Christ, this this body right here. And we we saw the words of Jesus from John 13, where he said, this is how they're going to know, everybody is going to know that you're my disciples, by your love for one another. And I want us to stay on that thought for a minute as we share together this morning in the Lord's Supper, 
and look at how we put that love into action within the body of Christ. As we thought about a couple of weeks ago, loving each other in the body of Christ is one of the most difficult things that we have to do. Because we're not that easy to love. And it didn't start with us. Look back to this band of believers. And the first cheerleader mom, or soccer mom, or basketball mom, or drama mom, or dad, or any, you know, I'm not picking on any particular group of you. And we've all seen that, and here we see it at its core. This mother had high aspirations for her sons. And, you know, in in certain cases, she might say, well, if they're going to give their life away on this guy like this, because they were aspiring fishermen, you know, before he got a hold of them, if they're going to spend their lives on on this, at least maybe I can help them get, you know, some recognition, recognition that they deserve as my sons. If not as my sons, just because they're great guys. However she would look at her, her boys. And we learn a lot in Jesus' response and we, and we can't take time to, 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 to look at all of it. But one of the interesting things that we see in this passage is he doesn't say, oh, no, 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 you've got it all wrong. There's not going to be a kingdom like that. Because a lot of people don't think, there's, don't think that there's going to be a, a, a thousand-year reign of the Lord Jesus on the earth in a, in a kingdom setting. A lot of people think, oh, that's just a, you know, a, a figure of speech, an analogy. And here the Lord Jesus had a perfect opportunity to say, no, it's not going to be like that. No, he didn't say that. He he implied actually that there were going to be seats at his right and his left. And he didn't put her down for wanting her sons to have them. It's actually a wonderful thing to want for your sons. Wonderful thing to want for your children, that they would have a high place in the kingdom of God. But he lets her know, that it's not an easy thing to get those positions. And that God knows exactly who's going to have those positions because he knows exactly which ones of us, and I say us as the body of Christ, not just in the local body, but the entire body of Christ, he knows which of us are going to take his word seriously and are going to live our lives to love one another, shown by the service that we give to each other. Because we see a lot in the other ten guys' response to what that mom and two boys were doing with Jesus. They didn't get inspired and say, man, I wonder wonder where we will fall into this. And I wonder if we will be, you know, honored in in, in God's kingdom as, you know, as choice servants of Christ. No, they got mad. A real picture of... What the body of Christ, you know, I was kidding this morning when saying that, you know, the people, the the other half that's not here came at 930 and got mad and left. I was kidding, but could have happened. (laughs) And what should have they done if they came at 930 and find out they didn't get the word instead of getting mad? See, yeah, you know what? I think I'll go to Dunkin' Donuts to get some donuts for the greeters and the the praise team as they come in early to to get ready. They could have done that. Anybody get any donuts this morning? No. No, and I, and, I, and I think it didn't happen because they didn't. They got the word, that's it, because we wouldn't have done that. 
But the body of Christ can be tough. The, the ten were an example of it. We can be tough. We, we can be hard on each other. We can, we can make it hard to love each other and to serve each other. And I think that's why Jesus spent so much of his, of his ministry talking about these kinds of things. Telling us to do and to be what we would expect that we should do and be. As we, as we know God's word, but it, it doesn't come that easy. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of work. I like the phrase that a, a late songwriter, Brian Healy, wrote about, he, the name of his song was The Bride. And in the, in the words of the song, he says, Jesus, I love you. It's your wife I don't understand. And I, and I heard him speak one time, and he, and he changed the words to it. He says, Jesus, I love you. It's your wife I can't stand. Not only do we not understand her, but, but we can't stand her. And that's us. We are the body of Christ. And he wants us to be great in the kingdom of God. He wants to pour out riches and rewards on his children, just as we do. He wants to do that. And the way that he has set up for us to be involved in that and to be recipients of his great rewards. And remember, it's not a, it's not a proud thing to want to be great in God's kingdom if we understand what greatness in the kingdom is about. It's about following the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, don't misunderstand me. We don't follow the example of the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. We do not. A lot of people are trying that. A lot of people are trying to be good or trying to be like Christ to earn their way into heaven. They will never succeed. So if you're trying that, I want to urge you this morning, stop trying. Now, I'm not saying to be bad, but I'm just saying stop trying to earn your way to heaven because you'll never be able to do it. Your good will never outweigh your bad. Because the word of God says if we've just sinned in one way, in one sin, then we're guilty of breaking it all, of all the commands, of all the laws. And that, he's, he gives us that to remind us there's no way for any of us to earn our salvation. That's why Paul said in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, every one of us. So if you're trying to earn your way to heaven, if you're trying to earn your salvation, if you're trying to earn forgiveness of sins and eternal life, you can't do it. So we receive the forgiveness of sins. We receive the gift of God, which is eternal life, by putting our trust, our faith, by believing in Jesus Christ. But once we believe in him and he makes us a part of the body of Christ, as he makes us a child of God, by the power of his spirit who comes to live in us the moment we believe, then he wants us to live our lives like him, following his example. And that's why he tells his disciples in this, in this particular story, in this particular event, he says, if you want to be great in my kingdom, then you've got to be not a person of high position, but a person who's willing to do whatever it takes to serve others within the body of Christ. We are a a household of servants. We don't don't have a hierarchy. You know, we we don't have anybody, you know, sitting around saying, hey, come come serve me, you know, come and and take care of me as, 
as we see in real royalty or real life in, of, among the rich and famous. None of us have that kind of household situation. But he, the church is not like that. The church is the body of servants. People who are looking for ways to serve one another. Now, within the, within the church, like a household, we, we have to be organized. And so we have particular opportunities for people to, to serve and be, you know, be official servants by, by serving on teams. For example, we didn't just trust that the right five guys and girls would come together and work on the sound this morning. You know, we, we actually ask those particular individuals to come and to do it because they're trained and they know what they're doing and they can help us sing the songs and hear the message and, and all the different things that, that they're involved in, see things because they do the lights and, and all that. They signed up to do that. They trained, they went through training to do that. They show up for rehearsals to do that. They, they have official, you know, titles, but they're doing it to serve us. The praise team that was just up, up here playing and singing, and, and thank you guys for doing it, and thank you guys in the back and girls for doing that. They, again, they didn't just show up. They, they signed up. They got invited. They practiced. They rehearsed and, and all those different kind of things. But they do it not to get applause or not to get praise from you. They do it because they want to serve you. The people that greeted you this morning that came in a little bit early, Again, they're organized, they, they, they signed up to do it, but that doesn't take away from the fact that they're doing it to serve you. The people that are taking care of your kids right now, on, on both sides, they're doing it because they want to serve. They're doing it following the example of the Lord Jesus Christ, even following the command of the Lord Jesus Christ, being the slave of all. But it goes way beyond the official capacities of the organization of the church. Our goal together, given by the Lord Jesus Christ himself, is that each one of us would have the attitude that the Lord Jesus had about his disciples and and about us when he went to the cross, and to say to ourselves regularly, what can I do today to serve the body of Christ? What a great question we could be asking ourselves Every time we walk through the doors or every time we drive in the driveway, what can I do today to serve the body of Christ? What if, what if the question never came to our minds or we never entertained it? We put it out as soon as it came in. What can the body of Christ do for me today? What if, what if that never came up? And and I'm sure that it doesn't consciously come up. But it subconsciously comes up when we hear or see something that just doesn't quite register with us. Maybe it's a song. Maybe it's a a person that has rubbed you the wrong way. And you you were really hoping that you weren't going to have to see him this morning. Now, somebody might say, well, this is a weird place that kind of stuff would be going no it's just a normal place it's just a normal place with normal people normal christian people who need instruction like the original disciples needed to love and to serve each other to overcome 
whatever those personal opinions are on things or on people, and say, you know what, I'm here today to serve the body of Christ. I often wonder um, how it would be for for Dan um, Nichols, our children's ministry leader, um, if if a number of people came up to him on, on any Sunday and said, hey, you, you need anything today, Dan? Knowing that he might need somebody, you know, on diaper duty. And you're thinking, oh, who else could I ask if they need anything today? You know, well, there, there are others that you can ask that, that question to as well. But what would it be like within the local body of Christ if that was the attitude, not just of a few, but of the many? What if all of us took Jesus' word serious, seriously and said, you know what? I do want to be great in the kingdom of God. I do want to matter in this life for the glory of God for all eternity. Not, not so that I get the, the, the seat at the right or the left. Not, not so that I get attention brought to myself, but so that I can have the honor of honoring my Lord. If you've ever been in a, in a, in a position as a parent or as a coach, or as a teacher, or as an administrator, or as an employer, to give an award to someone for, for great achievement. That is a great feeling as a leader to be able to do that. I think there's, there's a greater feeling for the leader giving the award than, than for the person receiving the award, or the child receiving the award. And that's how it is in the rewards of Christ. He will be honored and glorified to give us the rewards of living life the way that he laid it out for us. And not only laid it out, but also lived it out. And so we need to be thinking about him this morning as we take these few minutes now to remember what he said here at the end of of this story when he said, As he finished the, excuse me, as he finished the, the statement of being servants, he said, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. As we take the bread this morning, as we take the cup this morning, we're going to remember what real service looks like. We're going to remember that service looks like death when we're speaking of the service of Christ to the body of Christ, when we're speaking of the service of individuals within the body of Christ to and for the body of Christ. It looks like death. That's the extreme that he wants us to go to in serving one another. That just as he died for us, he wants us to die for one another. To give up our privilege, to give up our opinion, to give up our taste and to submit 
in service to the body of Christ to which he's made us and called us and placed us. So as we think of his sacrifice for us, we also think of our sacrifices for one another in honor of the sacrifice that he has made for us. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. At this time, those of you who are going to help serve the Lord's Supper, please um, head back to the table. And again, this has been arranged. I know everybody would want to sprint to that table right now after this message to help serve. Hold back. We've got people assigned. You'll have opportunities later, immediately following, in some way or another. But as they come now, they're going to pass out a, the bread, and you're going to just take a small piece of the bread and hold it, and we'll eat of it together after, after everyone's been served. And we want to think together, while we hold this bread, we want to think about the broken body of Christ, his sacrifice for us, and how he also wants us to serve others as well. You guys can go ahead and begin begin serving. Thank you. And then, as you've had time to think about that, and, and, and also, you may have some sins to confess to him as you, as you hold the bread. Maybe you haven't been living for him, and you need to... Uh, you need to confess that to him. Go ahead and do that silently as the music plays and as we wait to eat it together.